All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen. Good morning. I remember distinctly last week our objective, number one, first and foremost, yep. was to provide a pick-me-up for FPL owners out there. Right. Yeah. This week is going to be the opposite. There is nothing that's going to be happy about this show. Listeners, I'm warning you now. Dave is sitting to my right. He has an Arsenal moment on the agenda. He's already been yelling at me before we even started the recording. Probably true. This is going to be this is going to be rough because I'm going to tell you right up front I disagree with him on everything he's about to say regarding Arsenal my and Lord. VAR. Impossible. It's not impossible. I'm upset because my fantasy team is still the worst it's ever been. And what I thought was going to be a good negative four leading into the game week turned out to not be good. We'll talk about that. Hold on. Which, which negative four was this? I think he's just said we'll talk about it. We'll <laughs> talk about it, Dave. Agendas, man. <laughs> Delays. Agendas. Delays. We're going to give you some of the segments that we often do. We've got two of them, though, that uh, are not so common. We're going to bring back the Brad Guzan Award for Courage. I think you know who's going to get that. Has to go out anytime nine goals are scored by one club in a match. We're also going to bring back a segment that we introduced just a few weeks ago the FPL Bad Beat of the Week. Thank you, Scott Van Pelt. Dave, I think where I want to start, in the midst of all the VAR talk that we're going to do, in the midst of all the fantasy talk that we're going to do, I- I'm going to start by going back to something you did, something that Brian did last week on our last pod. All right. Brian introduced a segment to our podcast called Sports Guessing. Sports Guessing. Sports Guessing. Yes! Sports Guessing. Did now, you want to get started with this? I, I want to start with okay, this great. because this is going to set the tone for everything I plan to contribute <laughs> on this episode. Okay, this is great. Sports Guessing was a nothing segment that Dave turned into a something segment where he just threw out four random defenders and four random midfielders and captained one of those midfielders and said, that's going to be the lineup that scores the points next week. Well, next week then has now been played. Sure. It's, the, it's the game week how, that just finished. How good did I do? Just with your four defenders and your four midfielders, you scored 47 points. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, so this is all new to me. This is new news to me. Right? <laughs> I, I took the time to calculate it. So you, you said without cap- a goalkeeper, without a goalkeeper, and, no and without two forwards, you, but you did have a captain. You said Captain David Silva in, okay. in your segment. All right, forty-seven points. The average total score in all of FPL this past game week was forty-nine, I believe. I think it's you, you came in just under. Good job, Dave. 
You came in just under with sports guessing. Uh, two points under. It is definitely 49. That tells me only one thing. Because my total team scored less than your sports guessing team, by the way. <laughs> Do you guys realize, too? If... I mean, you two probably saw me. I literally just clicked to defenders. Yeah. And every fourth or fifth yep. one going down yep. threw a name out. Sure. Same thing with midfield. Yeah, you got Johnny Evans, right? Telemans was great. David Silva is a decent I captain. I do remember McTominay. Scott McTominay right? scored a goal. <laughs> I mean, who does that, right? Dave, there's only one thing I have left to say. What? I quit. <laughs> I absolutely quit. Well, Scott, should I, was I do gonna... another week of sports guessing? No, because I, yeah. it might drive me to lows I've never experienced before. You know I'm not doing should, that. You know what I think you should do, Dave? What? what? Uh, to help enhance sports guessing. That what? way it helps us kind of balance it out a little bit. Because you know points can come from anywhere. <laughs> there are eight sortable pages of midfielders yeah. in FPL. Okay. You should start on the fourth page. So the lowest on, like the bottom player on the fourth page is Adam Lalana. Okay, sure. So that gives you kind of an idea of the quality of name. Okay. And you should pick one person from that page, one, one person, person from, from page three, page. yeah, on the way up, and do that, and that, and and we'll just call it a three-four-three. Three. You pick three <laughs> forwards, three midfielders, or four midfielders, three defenders. No. Random no. goalkeeper. Is uh, this, no, all-time goalkeeper, uh, Tim Krul. Just take the worst, <laughs> take the lowest goalkeeper from sure. the worst defense in the Premier League, injured, and that's your all-time goalkeeper. Krul. Ramsdale. Let's just go with Ramsdale. No, I he's like, too good, man. Is he? he? He's so good. He's on. He's, he's been on, doing so well. He's on. He's on uh, eighth place, Bournemouth. That's not fair. Well, but he's Where also. What, what's their actual table location? They're, they uh, have who to knows? be. Close. I don't know. But he's also. On the fringe of the points per pound squad early in the season, he's actually been doing very well. Yeah, so, so shut up, Dave. Yeah, but All I mean, right, I get fine. your. But but here's the thing: you just threw out a name. You have no idea how good he I is. I did. I did. Th I, did I threw out a name on a team yeah. that I didn't think had a good defense. And that team is beating my team. That's why I can't do this anymore. So for the rest of this podcast, I will give no fantasy advice. I am not qualified. <laughs> I am not qualified to do the thing that I have set out to do with you two gentlemen for the last few. I'm, I'm not doing it right, anymore. So now I, w I want to bring this up because I was thinking about this because I, I had a feeling this might come up. I specifically remember you saying at the end of last season and or at the beginning of this season, I am going to do things differently than I've done in the past. Yes. And I'm going to consider team value a little bit more. Sure. It's definitely changed when I've made my transfers. So I... But my team has been so bad that my value has, has done nothing. What I've noticed is when there's been times you've even made changes on the pod, I think overall good changes. For one one example, when you added Mount and Abraham a couple weeks ago. Finally paid off this past week a it little. It did. Yeah. And, but when you did it, I thought it was the right move. It literally was at the wrong time. You missed it by an hour. You lost two-tenths of a point. The longer you go in the season, in my opinion, not paying attention to price rises and falls, it can end up biting you a little bit sure i guess it would only matter though if i had any players who were worth the team value that i even had you know what's ironic about this week's game 10 dream team and this is going to be my start into segueing into this okay discussion is that my game is that the game week 10 dream team has a lot of players that were on my game week one squad but no longer are and what's interesting about that is I actually had a kind of a crisis mental moment, if, if such a thing can happen for FPL, which I think we all agree it can, sadly. I had that earlier tonight, actually. Mm. And uh, you know what I realized is that 
I probably am am moving too fast. Remember last year, I owned all the right players at all the wrong times, right? And I kept, right. I started trying to play the lottery a little bit and bouncing around, getting the guys, and and then the guys that I would come off of would be the ones that would score the points, and it was very frustrating. I think even though I've I've mostly stayed within my means for the first 10 weeks of the season. I mostly, you know, I, I haven't panicked too much. I've taken just two negative fours in the last two weeks. It's interesting. I, I, I feel like my team would be better if I had made zero moves all season. I don't I, know what to do with I that. I don't think that's You should plot true. that out. I mean, look at your you week could, one. It actually would be fairly easy if you just look, looked at yeah. week one and added up their points, and you'd have to figure out who you were starting in those weeks. But... I know that we've talked about team value and we've talked about transfers, and I've tried to be more disciplined in making transfers this season. So far this season, the transfers that I've made have been 15. Now, I've already made my – I made three transfers this week. I didn't make one last week, so I had two frees, and I took one negative four, and I made those transfers yesterday. So you've so, already made your game week 11 transfers. Correct. Okay. So I've already made them, but in, in my team value – my total team value is 103.6. That's pretty good. Now, when I look at others around us and or in, in our mini league, I'll just reference all-star listener Barry. Yeah. He has a team value of 102.6 with 11 transfers. Sure. Brian has a value. When I, when I did this, Brian, maybe I missed it. I had Brian as a 101.8 with 12 transfers, but Brian, that's wrong. Is that wrong? Yeah, it's currently uh, it's currently one hundred two point two. Okay, and so then I look at. And I'm not trying to rub this in your face at all. This is not in your face, but your team value is ninety nine point eight with eleven transfers. Yes. So, brother Matt, one hundred two point one with fourteen transfers. So I'm just saying, I think it does. Obviously, it always matters when you do what you do. But I think also if you're if you're constantly looking at it, you do eventually, and I know you're not I agree with you, the strategy is not to chase points. But chasing form, I don't think it's horrible. What's the difference in your opinion, Dave, between chasing points and chasing form? Chasing points is chasing Abdullah Decore points. Uh chasing Christian Pulisic points. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, that's a hot take david <laughs> i i don't even know how i feel about that yet i haven't sorted that out chasing guys who have amazing weeks it, who are just that that shot in the dark i think when you chase guys who when you pick up it's, guys it's it's jay rodriguez being yes. a being a hot selection right now sure like like i would say if someone goes out and adds Jordan Ayew, I would say that's not chasing points. Why? He's had four goals in his eight starts. And his price year. is such and that... And it's 5-0, for yeah. heaven's sakes. Yeah. He's, a che- like, he's one of those guys I don't know, unless you're planning a starting three strikers, I don't know why he's not in your team currently, right? So Yeah, why isn't he in my team currently? It's probably one of those things you just haven't gotten around to, right? I get it. Anyways, I say all that to say, as I just think, especially the farther we get into the year, everyone's trying to figure out, Scott, there's a lot of people thinking the same thing you are. What is, what is this? I was thinking it last week. I had a, a better week this week. I was thinking it last week, though. I was thinking, I oh, I said it. I would be doing better if I tried to pick a crap team as opposed to a good team. And so I just I feel like on some level it's got to start evening out some. 
I think it did a little bit this week. If if you had starters, I mean, I still started started a guy who's not on my team anymore, but like he he's gone, you know. And I wish I wouldn't have started Aguero, but I did it anyways. Sure. Well, let's get into that. Let's blitz through the game week ten dream team. There are some there's some name guys here, but there's also some major point totals here as well. So let's get through this. By the way, as I look at the dream team, all but two guys wear the color blue. I all but oh you know okay that makes sense yeah. that makes sense I thought I was when you first said I understand it the opposite way. no all which, but two which when we said all of our teams look awful blue this going into this past week it is sad that the point totals weren't higher well I Brian yours was good yours was the best yeah I had a really good week this week Brian I think you're what seventy two it was about time yeah at seventy two I had a sixty one I was pretty like I was just happy to be with some green arrows well so guess what happened this week to me for the first time in in eight weeks you hit a captain I had my captain get anything yeah let's talk about these uh point getters though in the dream team Scott all right let's start with the two Leicester players who scored twenty points Jamie Vardy up front Iozzi Perez coming from the midfield. By the way, this was part of the Southampton nil Leicester nine scoreline that started the weekend. Nine nothing. Yeah. I, Kudos to you. Any of those? Listen, we all loved IOZ to start the season. Yeah, that's true. And no, so I've never loved IOZ. Well, you should have. Why? Um, even though technically up to this point you would have been right, he, but I, I thought. <laughs> right. I, listen, I didn't own IOZ to start no, the wait. season. I owned Telemans to start the season. Right. So did I. And. But I liked Iozzi in a midfield class as a midfielder, whereas with Newcastle he was playing striker, and he was we knew he was going to be playing in an advanced role right next right. to and Vardy. His, and his summer form was outstanding. And yes. I, I mean, we I said that. I mean, I had to I had to calm myself down on my Leicester love going into the start of the season. But yeah, I mean, I I don't feel like there's anything to take away from this match. In, in yeah. general, yeah. I mean, I, I just. I mean, Perez scored half of his goals on the season in this match. Here. He does this. He does this. He does. He, well, he puts in braces and hat tricks occasionally. It doesn't mean you want him in your fantasy team. That would be chasing points, in my opinion. It is, had, and that's what I wanted to. That's a perfect example. Jamie Vardy chasing form, no doubt about it. Yeah, okay. I mean, Vardy, you know, he. Yeah, he, that's, that's, he's now in my team. Right, sure. that was and by far be my mind. best move entering this past week because he now. Along with Abraham, in my opinion, is the most reliable, not only start in the Premier League, and I would add Firmino in that, but also their schedule is amazing. And along with Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham starting every match. Jamie Vardy starting every match. I had Aguero. I couldn't rely on him anymore. Oh. Uh, he, he, there's two starts. He did not start, and it was, hey, see you later. I mean, it's tough because, I mean, Scott, like, not to go back, too far, but just even in even in terms of taking minuses, I mean it's the reason why. I mean every week, I mean you said it right after you did your wild card. The week after your wild card, you you could have taken a minus twelve. Mm-hmm. I feel like that every day. I think everybody feels like that every day, where it's like, nah, I think I want to change all those guys. It's been like that all season, and so that's why even this week, you know, I I could have easily gone minus eight. To your point, Dave. I was three tenths from taking Kane, Pookie, and Mares, and making them into Vardy, Tammy, and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne. I was three tenths away. That, I could that, not that get hurt. 
Yes. And, and so and you, I so and, what and, I ended up doing was just take leaving it at minus four. I kept Mares in because I like Scott, you said I I just can't switch everyone all the time. Uh, there are so many times where I wanted to. I mean, I wanted to buy Vardy weeks ago, but yeah. I had other things I would. But you have to do. You got all twenty this week, though. Sure, I did get twenty. But what I'm saying is, like, reacting this week to this match is really difficult because I know fifteen of their twenty five shots were on target. They took twenty five shots and fi- fifteen on target. I mean, it was ridiculous. They only took nine shots outside of the Southampton penalty area. Like, it's just. To me, there's just so so much that was just wrong from the very beginning, and you guys know it. You saw it. Ryan Bertrand getting the red mm-hmm. as they're con- also conceding a goal is has to be the single most deflating thing that could have happened at that point. Yeah, Leicester's probably already going to win the game three right. or four nothing anyway. Sure, it felt like it after the Chilwell goal, even if Bertrand stays. But it's not. I mean, they at least could recover then. There was no recovery, and then they laid down. So you want to talk about Iosi Perez? Mm, I mean, not really, but go ahead. Well, since you like him so much, yeah, <laughs> I would like you guys. We're going to play a game called uh, "Guess About Iosi Perez." <laughs> okay. In a segment we like to call, "Hey guys, take a guess about Iosi Perez." I would like you to guess the last time this season that Iosi Perez had more than two shots. In my, a match this season, my my guess would be this: there isn't one. Uh, well, if he says zero, I'm going to go with one. It, the last time he had two shots was against Chelsea in Week Two. All right, Scott wins one time. Wow! Every other match prior to that wow. was one or zero. He had seven shots against Southampton. Wow! Now, just to be clear, you talk about the lack of shots being a reason why people should avoid Callum Wilson of Bournemouth. Yes. And that's been an issue. I've left Callum Wilson. I got off him at the right time. Yeah. In terms of points, not in terms of value, whatever. Uh, but Brian. Yes. A similar thing here, I'm assuming, is your point with Iosi Perez. You can't trust the 20 points here because of the lack of shots. Yeah, I mean, and, and I and listen, we just can't talk about everything because I, I would also say the same thing in a segment we like to call, I have a word about Yuri Telemans. Okay. Uh, just that last week, I mean, just the number of touches that he had in the penalty area by itself like that uh, to me you can't gauge everything on touches and shots and uh, uh how many passes are in the attacking third and and expected goals or attempted assists or whatever but telemans even in this match he took he had five total touches in the penalty area against southampton five he had two shots in the penalty area one of them was blocked so he scores a goal with his only sh- shot on target. He did the same thing against Burnley. His only touch in the penalty area was his goal. Zero touches, zero shots against Liverpool. He only had three touches in the box against Newcastle when they had when they were down to ten men in that match. Like it's you know, been like this a lot with Telemans, where he's just not as advanced. Like compare in that in this same match, Ben Chilwell had six touches in the penalty area. Chilwell had more touches in the penalty area yeah, than Yuri Telemann. I get it, but 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 that's Chilwell entering on the side, not in front of the box. Sure, but Thielemann he had four is. total shots. Ben Chilwell did. Telemann's had two. Well, they they one of them might have been a, a shass. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just well, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm saying like joking. Chilwell scored with his only shot sure. on target, well, or, 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 right. or a shot. On I know target. what you are saying. You are saying he is Mason mounting. 
is he is a little bit into some goals. Yeah, I will say this. I I like the guy a little bit more who scores with less shots than the guy who has a lot of shots and can't score. And the key guy is on this team for fewest touches and fewest shots and with the maximum with who, maximum production. Vardy? Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Jamie Vardy hardly. I mean, he, he had a he, ton in this match. He never shoots unless he scores, right? Right. It's just it's just about position. It's not necessarily poaching, and I don't think you would accuse. I would never accuse Telemans of that right. at all. Right. I'm just saying it's like be 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 careful. Yeah, I mean he. I mean it looks really great for him because he finishes with you know what a goal and an assist here. He you know he, he the last two weeks he's had a nine and an eleven. Right. So that's and that's big for me. I jumped on the Telemans train. So you're talking directly to me. You're like, Dave, be careful, but I've already yeah. done it. Well, just, I mean, I would be the same for Iozzi Perez. Like, all of a sudden, Iozzi Perez, who's who's averaging, what, like 50 minutes, 60 minutes? Yeah. I mean, he's subbing off really early every match. Yeah. Has been an unused sub at least once. I mean, if this is the start of Iozzi Perez's form that we saw in the summer, this is going to be, it'll feel like a bargain sure. in two weeks. Now, for Telemans, he, he's... He's played 90 minutes most of the matches. That's the difference. Is and that so, Telemans has been in almost and, the entire time. And I've been waiting for this guy to show up all year. Right. He's I mean he's coming off a 9 and 11. I felt like if he comes up with another something, I'm going to feel really stupid. And I and I had to I I felt like it was time to make that jump. Yeah. And they play Arsenal in 2 weeks, which they'll probably score another 9. So, you know, that's probably worth something. But to I mean to the point we were trying to make last week. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, there are so many. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is a really good option. I mean, he's doing basically the same thing as as Iozzi Perez is, and he's been more productive overall in the last. I mean, in the last three three or four weeks or whatever. But still, like Harvey Barnes is a good is a good. And this is like to me, this is this is we saw Leicester's form. It's been building. They had good form in the summer. They all seem to be playing perfectly for Brendan Rodgers. Now they've hit this this patch of really solid matchups, and they are just cruising right now. So that to me, buying you know, buying I don't Lester. know which three you you settle on but here. Buy three. Yeah, I mean even I, Madison. I mean how disappointing were disappointed were James Madison owners until late in the second I, half. I'll like, tell you what I was disappointed with owning Pereira. And yeah. they scored nine goals, and he got none of them. Well, I was going to say, too. that None! There was nine goals! I don't know if it was just the consequence of Ben Chilwell and Harvey Barnes, that pairing being on the Jan Valerie side of the Southampton defense. The Valerie uh, yeah. Bednarik side, I think. Yeah. Bednarik was the center back on that yeah. side. They did more attacking. Foxes did more stuff on... It was forty percent on the Pereira side, thirty-four percent on the Chilwell side. So the but it seemed like it was constant with Ben Chilwell. It's like every time I feel he like got you just, forward, you, you gave the the opposite stat you were right, trying to prove. No, what I'm saying is they attacked more on Pereira's side, but the results stati- were showing by percentage. On the Chilwell side, all the result, yeah, all everything was on Chilwell's mm-hmm. side this time. Anyways, it yeah. hadn't been like that for a I, while. I own now Pereira, Vardy. And Telemans. And Telemans. So. Well, let's give some love to one Southampton player. We'll do it. Using some stats that Brian's already mentioned, we uh, occasionally give out something called the Brad Guzan Award for Courage. If anyone's ever deserved it, it's Angus Gunn. <laughs> There's no doubt. Angus Gunn giving up nine to Lester here. I mean... Did- and it's not even just nine, Dave. It's nine in the rain. Yeah. In oh, the pouring downpour. rain. Downpour. 
most of their fans were leaving. Well, let me ask you guys a and, question. And I can't yeah. blame them. With the downpouring rain, knowing that I could go into a dry, warm pub, have a drink, and watch the rest of the match on Is TV that... if I wanted to, yeah. Yeah. at what number of goals for Leicester would you have gone up, gone and left? I'm not sure I'd have been there in the first place. <laughs> you wouldn't even showed up. No. <laughs> I, I know. All right. Well, you Pan, got me beat. Pan I was going to say three. Once they got to three, I'm out. Brian? I, I mean, I might have been able, depending on where my seats were, I might have been able to make it to halftime. But mm. after they got, I mean, I think five. I think That's that was. That's a good call. I think, Honestly, that was, I think that was by far ha- enough. Halftime. Yeah. Because even then, you're not, what do you expect? You're not, there's no comeback from that. No. But no. at least you want to see not some being life. Down a man. But yeah, that was, that was terrible. All right, let's steer through the rest of the Game Week 10 Dream Team. We've already mentioned Vardy and Telemans. We've also mentioned Iosi Perez. They were three Foxes in the Dream Team. We have not yet given more than just token mention of Ben Chilwell. His 19 points led the defense as well. That's crazy. Brian, I know that's your boy. It must have been happy. His boy. Uh, well, I have to say, uh, rather than pick two attackers, I, have, I am now just going to roll two with defenders. Chilwell and Pereira. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, it worked this week. It's not horrible. Uh, there were two Blues who made the Dream Team. Both of them are in the midfield. Willian put in 12 fantasy points thanks to his goal. That was the fourth Chelsea goal. The first three were all put in by American Christian Pulisic. Brian, who Dave. would you rather own since they are virtually the same price? Pulisic? Uh-huh. Is it itch? Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Pulisic? <laughs> Pull is how to say Pull Isik. Uh-huh. Is it how many times can I say He's that? He's from your obnoxious? country. You should know this. <laughs> yeah, but his last name isn't Smith. Christian Polisic. His last name is Smith. Pull Isik. Hey, did you guys know he's from Hershey PA? I didn't I know did. That. Yeah. Just I'm no I, I oh, okay, assume right. you know that I'm just I just think well, it's hilarious. No American great. soccer we're, fan doesn't know that. We're getting Dave, or, or Dave, Let's get to it. <laughs> God bless. Get to it, Smith. William or Pulisic? You know what my answer is going to be here. I've been it, talking about him. All, I've been talking about him all season. So how could I not pick say my guy? Pick William. Yes. We're not we're not patient enough. For William's Pulisic. last four weeks: ten, eight, three, twelve. Yeah. There you go. Brian. You've been touting him, although let me guess, you don't own him. Of course not. Therefore, you cannot fully, fully tout him. I can't. Listen, I, it's one of those guys, <laughs> because of other decisions that I've made, I can't. The, you can't. If get- I could, uh, I think the Hudson Odoi benching and uh, dive, uh, which I don't know that it was necessarily a dive. Right. I think he did get a foot contact there. But he made the but he made the most of it. Okay. Either way, uh, flops and o dive uh, <laughs> looks way worse after this, right? And it's mostly because I mean, I, and that's the thing. It's not because he's out of form; he's in form. And I think it, I think he's just up against Pulisic, who's also been in good form. So so Frank Lampard has some decision making. Pulisic in Champions League has been assisting. Like He's been every awesome. game. Yeah. So he comes into this match, earns a start, and drops a hattie. Yeah. Okay, so so what happens now? I think it's just I think it's gonna and, be a and headache. Who who eats it? Is it is, is Williams playing time gonna get affected? Probably not, right? Doesn't look like it. It's gonna be Cho. 
It's going to be, it could be Callum Hudson Odoi. C H O. Yeah, I got you. Cho. Just so yes, so yes. Be clear. Yeah, sure. But I. But we're not yeah, being it, slang in any it, way it here. It could be, guys. It, it's it's 2019. It's 2000, called an acronym. 2019-2020. That means that Hudson Odoi is going to start the next match. Pulisic will be benched. Come on. You know this is the truth. You know this is true. Okay, so I'll say this, yes, with certain managers, but we thought that it would be a timeshare at the striker position for Chelsea to start the year. Giroud can't see the field. He's pissed. Uh, rumor Old is age, he's, he's vision, his seriously gone. pissed. <laughs> yeah. That Shuai is getting some starts in Champions League and or some sub-ins. That's it. I mean, it's Tammy's world, and I just wonder. Tammy's earned that, though. The issue with Chelsea is that they have more informed midfielders than positions to give. I would say, I, I would argue, I mean, Giroud, Bats, sure. they're okay. No, and, this is, and this Tammy, is with Ross Barkley I was just recently using, getting hurt. I was just using Tammy as an example. Starting the year, that was not a guarantee. He's willing to give spots to guys. Is that your point? He's willing to like say, this is he your is, spot? Yeah. At, yes. If you sh- perform on the field, the second Abraham got his first brace, and or his first goal, he hasn't not started another Premier League match. Yeah. And so I would just say that Pulisic, I don't know. He just dropped the hat trick. You never know. No, yeah, you, you never know is the point. I, I would If he starts that. week two, he's probably he might be worth an ad. Like his second game the, in a uh, row? Thank you. Thank okay. you. The second week in a row. Yeah, not week two. Well, we'll see. I, I don't know if you're – I don't know if I'd be willing to take a transfer to uh, but to make Brian. That you're on record. You'd rather have William if you had to choose. Scott, would you rather have William at the same? Yeah, I think I would too. All right, more consistent it seems. Let's move to Manchester City. They defeated Aston Villa three nil. Raheem Sterling put in eleven fantasy points for those who captained him. Thank most you. captain Raheem Thank Sterling. Thank you, Raheem. Was he the most captain? He was not in our mini mini league. That wasn't true. It was a lot of Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was happy to get all of Sterling's. I, I fi- it was, felt good to finally hit a captain. To be De- clear, De Bruyne uh, captains weren't too upset. No. He, he scored six points. Yeah, no, so but, they, were, but they weren't happy. Until it was all said and done, I wouldn't imagine you were happy if why, you captained him. Why weren't they happy? Well, Brian? Brian, go ahead. Let me lead you in. This is the FPL bad beat of the week. Take it away, Brian. Well, just that... Uh, as Rob Smith of The Guardian said in his recap, VAR, clearing things up since 2017, uh, doesn't change the outcome of the game, you think, but it's still, it's such a catch-22 that the league ends up coming back after the match to say that David Silva has given the goal. David Silva in the game is, was claiming it because he said it touched his boot. The decision... In the goal check was that it did not, and so De Bruyne has given the goal. But the check also was to see that if it did touch David Silva, that then Raheem Sterling is obstructing and is offside. Correct. The goal is only given because KDB scored it. Yes. In the VAR goal check, and it did not, according to them, in touch the- David Silva. Yes. So the fact that it's ruled opposite after the match. By an independent goals panel, Dave, independent of VAR. So that is why we have a discrepancy here. You're absolutely right. It's then awarded David Silva. And it was something like an 18-point fantasy swing for KDB owners because he yeah. was set up for fa- for a bonus yeah, points. Yeah, at that point, he would have been in bonus points probably. 
It 18 like. point being if you captained him, we're talking about nine more points possibly. Yeah. Three, And bonus, then it makes David six. Silva, who goes from having at, at that point three to yet another great week for David Silva. Yeah. Brana still ends up with something, but you want more from De Bruyne. <laughs> Too true. So it's just a. I mean, it's just it's dumb. It whatever. is dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb that we can have a system that allows for such discrepancy. It needs to all tie together somehow. We'll come back to VAR more. We've already touched on a couple of incidents. We'll come back to a couple others because I, I get there tired were of discussing it. There were several, and maybe we don't need to. We, I, we no, see. no, yeah, but no. That's the tonight, problem. tonight we have to. That's the problem. <laughs> we do have to talk about it because the. Continues every week, uh, and and I and you keep thinking that it's not, and then it, and then they keep coming up with dumber and dumber uh, things to to screw up. And yes, it's not pro. I didn't curse properly there, but that whatever. Was a, that was a weird one. Listeners sure. will have no idea what you said. Understood. You it out. Here's the thing. I, I guess it comes down to whether or not VAR got it right. Because this particular play is not really about VAR. This play is about how VAR can come to one decision in the match to allow the goal to stand, and a goals panel post-match can say, no, we're going to go with the other guy because he was the last one to touch it, even though, like Brian said, that would have canceled out the goal yeah. if VAR had come to the same conclusion during the match. That's what's weird about this particular play. It's not even so much with this one about VAR getting it right or wrong. It's the fact that we can live in this world where right is wrong and wrong is right as it stands for this goal. That's that's not okay. That's, that's I bizarre. agree. I'm with you. We'll come back to the other plays. Dave, as why didn't you forward. just transfer out Aguero for Jesus straight up? I thought about it. Hmm. I really thought about it. But for I, I, I'm still so nervous at that position yeah i just think i think i just want to get out of that business period okay I-, I wanted the guessing game to get gone so yeah i'm like man jesus is- i mean look if you wanted to roll with three nine point oh guys you wanted to roll with a firmino and jesus and lacazette you'd probably be okay or no yeah. vardy firmino and abraham as i said it and forget yep. it forward line right there yeah yep. and i've got two of the three i had the I didn't have the third one that I really would have wanted. Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Again, don't listen to me, listeners. But if you're going to go with the set and forget it front three, that'd be your front three. There is something to dislike. And I know Harry Kane scored today in the Liverpool-Tottenham match. Yeah. But there's something to dislike about all of the premium forwards right now. Whether well, it be Aguero, Kane, Aubameyang. I was going to say, Aubameyang is reliable. He is a reliable start. But as Kane's I was, a reliable as I start. Was yeah, making, I agree. And, and it's Kane. But I don't like the the mojo of the Spurs, and and I'm not wicked crazy about the mojo that's going on at Arsenal right now either. So More on that to come. I just felt like I just need to stay away from yeah. from that. All right, let's go to the Brighton Everton match. This was a fun one. This was a it, fun one. It was not, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> Brighton three, new trash birds two. Uh, Neil Mape. No, 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 no. They're the old trash birds. Everton is the new trash birds. They lost to no, Brighton. No, Spurs are the new trash birds. I think Everton takes the title for a week when you lose to Brighton. But they're not actually a bird. Tottenham's the actual bird. They're the Spurs. They're the roosters. Yeah, it would be more like, uh, I don't know, the Toffees. I guess they're... Uh... 
the toffee could be a type of bird that I'm just not familiar uh, with. It'd be more like a like you step in a gum on the sidewalk <laughs> on a hot summer day. Some kind of some kind of trash piece of candy that's like all melted and stuff. A generic Werther's. It's it's baloney. This was dumb. I hate everything about the last thirty seconds of this pod. <laughs> Neil Mope made Mope 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 Neil Mope Malpai. Okay, no, I'll go with Mo-pay. that one. Um, <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> nine fantasy points. Uh, his points though came off another uh, controversial. I'll call it. I don't think it was penalty kick goal, Brian, which actually contributed significantly to this result. Uh, I I understand it. I don't like it any more than any other pundit that was talk, talked about it this week did. Unlike, say, uh, REA kicking uh, Mane, which was a reversal of the... Was it Van Dyke that kicked Lamella that one time in the Spurs-Liverpool yes. yes, game? Yes, it was. Where Lamella got yes. in front of the got in it front of the defender. Position thing. Right, it was about position. So it wasn't about it wasn't impeding, it wasn't doing anything, and it was not intentional, obviously, but intent obviously also obviously has nothing to do with it. I just saw this as there's two guys jockeying for position so, on a ball in the air. I, and Connolly's little and Keane is stepping. So it wasn't a stomp. It didn't it didn't prevent him from doing anything. I like that he grabbed his leg when he fell down. Instead of his foot. Yeah. Because, of course, so, it, that's the first look, thought is, that, did big, he get kicked? All right. Keen's, oh, Come no, on, no, 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 guys. No, 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 no. I, for once, actually agree with Scott. Okay. I think it's horribly unfortunate. But technically, the offensive player in that position where Connolly was, he technically had position on Keen. Sure. Keen was behind Connolly. It was an accidental step on, but there was a foot stepped right. on. Keen's a big dude with a big foot with big cleats, very bigly. Everything was bigly about it. <laughs> right. And uh, and bottom line is, I agree with Scott. Even though it was horribly unfortunate, it probably for me, for me, I know you love that. I love that. First. Was a penalty. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. For everyone. It's horribly He stomped on his foot. It's a foul. The foul took place in the box, therefore it's a penalty. Here's the thing. I think that fans are struggling with VAR, especially this week. I mean, let's be clear. Something happened between game weeks 9 and 10. Something happened. Because we went from a VAR as... Uh, that never overturned anything. Yeah, Gary Lineker, I think, said it was as, as yeah. high as a pole vault, the standard up yeah. through the first nine weeks, and then it became limbo standard for yeah. game week 10. It, he's not wrong. It definitely changed, I believe, for the better. It more lined up with what our expectations were. Now, here was a play where... On this, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to speak to this one play because I know we're going to fight about the future ones. But on this one play, you have a defender stomping on the on top of the foot of the offensive accidental. player. Accidental. Doesn't matter. I know. I, I'm yeah. with you. I'm just saying it was accidental. And I will say, in all of these controversial plays, the announcers where they were able to, you know, they spoke to the fact that there was no intent. Right. But, but credit to the announcers this weekend. They stopped just saying 
it was accidental, he didn't mean to do it, therefore it shouldn't be a foul. They right. actually went further and said, even though it looked like it was accidental, here's what actually happened. Credit right. to them. That's exactly what this play was about. VAR changed. I don't know what it was. I think it was for the better. In this particular case, I think it led to this call being made, this penalty being awarded, this goal being scored, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Kudos to Brighton for having it pay off. What I don't like is the people who are arguing about it. I'm sorry, it was a foul. What I don't like about it is that it's inconsistent in a way that is ludicrous and is it doesn't make sense in almost any game where inconsistent it's Inconsistent with play. what, I guess would be my question. Is that in, in 80 matches, there were two overturned calls before this week. There were seven this weekend. Yes. So that was, uh, you know, that's the stat that's been mm. thrown there been, out Yeah, there. And, and I've so, got another one. There were no penalties awarded that hadn't, by VAR, up through nine weeks. There were four awarded in game week 10. So just I'm adding on to what you're saying. It right. definitely changed. In that way, yes, you're right. Something changed, and now we can only hope that in game week 11, they're going to do what they did in game week 10. Sure, we but only I, mean, I just feel like overturning, yeah, overturning is a good step. Overturning in a way that is uh, almost for the sake of overturning is bizarre. I well, agree but with the, that. The and, the VARs, this, and, and, it, and at 55 minutes of this match, you can go watch Montoya put his arms completely around Richarlison and pull him down, and it doesn't even go to review. So what is the difference? And that's exactly what anyone from Everton was asking. What is yeah, the difference between a step-on, mm. in in this case, and a and a pull-down? And part of that, too, might have been Richarlison's a flopping baby. He, go, he, he makes the most of everything. As soon as there's somebody on the ground, my immediate reaction in an Everton match is it's probably Richarlison. It shouldn't matter. But right. We know that it does, especially for the referees on the pitch. It should matter even less, though, for a VAR who can slow it down and see right. it for what it is. Jermaine Jenis said the same thing mm. about that. Was what's, What doesn't make sense is fine if it goes to a decision, but now you have the chance to look at it closer and you still end up getting things wrong. Right. Like the fact that it still ends up being a wrong decision is, is, is just, is just, is the craziest part of this. You know what I was thinking though? I'm thinking that the Premier League is getting punished for the culture that it has allowed to fester for years before the thought of even VAR mm. being a, a part of it. Dave, you, you've spoken to it for years now, how you love the the brutality, the physicality of the English game. Sure, it's true. The problem is that those two things are now colliding, those two things being the English game's culture and VAR, video review. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about it like that. They're, they're colliding, and VAR has the authority, and it's forcing a change on the culture, and the culture is resisting. And, and I think... I would much, you know, this is a false dilemma because you don't have to have one or the other. I would much rather see the English game become a finesse game rather than a physical game, the physical game that it is. And unfortunately for those who prefer the physical aspects of English football, VAR might be forcing that upon upon us. Now, I'm all for it. In this case, obviously, I'm all for this foul being called. I think it was the right one. But obviously, there's still some disagreement. What we can agree on is that Luca Dina had a bad game, and anyone who still owns him is probably uh, transferring him out. Ouch, Brian. You scored he, 72, <laughs> and you had Dina in your lineup. Yeah, I got all of his minus one. <laughs> uh, also, that's a uh, in a minor bad beat segment. Dina, uh, first of all, having the Webster, having the Richarlison goal 
turn into a Webster own goal, took away Dina's assist to Richarlison earlier in the match. So bad to worse. Uh, loses the assist on that play, and then, uh, of course, kicks the ball into his own net to make it even worse. Which, And then uh, the ultimate insult is that it led to uh, dropped points at Brighton. The yeah. ultimate humiliation. Mm. No doubt. um pascal gross had a second good week in a row do we care about that at all as an fpl podcast six and a seven he kicked the ball real hard but i mean pickford pickford's got to do better than he did i mean it wasn't it wasn't that crazy of a shot i just feel like that was uh yeah he's he's fine i just don't he's not two years ago pascal gross for you no not at all okay and especially because trossard is back if yeah. if Landro Trossard is if it's a choice between those two, I think Trossard's probably cheaper, and he's if he's going to be a a selection option now. I don't know. They're probably going to take it easy with him though now that he's back from his injury. But I mean, you see what he can do. He steps on the pitch for eight minutes and it ends with an assist. So it's not bad. No, I not. like Trossard. I think I think Mo Mope is. Is not a terrible look either. I, mean, I feel like either, I've been saying that. Are you for owning a... either one? <sighs> no. They're trash birds. Of course not. Norwich one, Manchester United three. Kudos to Manchester United, especially the Martial Rashford connection. It was working very well in this match. Uh, however, Tim Cruel Norwich Norwich is the uh, is the one who makes the dream team from this match. Thanks to his two penalty saves, sixteen fantasy points. That's what? the highest I've seen from a goalkeeper why in a long you, time. Maybe you, ever. Why don't you start him, Dave? I might. He might. He might be a starting <laughs> keeper in my sports guessing team this week. He got knocked oh, again here. He did. He only didn't get subbed off because they'd used all their subs. So I wouldn't go there if I were you, even though he'll. Don't you doubt sport guessing? <laughs> I listen. It beat me. I'm not. Who am I to say? I don't. That's, that's I said why. I wasn't going to make any fantasy advice. What am I doing here? That's why you pick him. However, the, the penalty saves. Well, yeah, but the first penalty. <laughs> Brian, it's almost as much logic as picking uh, Martin Kelly as first choice center back. Yeah, it's, that's or another. Well, well, Investorguard. It's a little different. Yeah, how are people like Investorguard's points? <laughs> uh, no, buying Tim Cruel. Buying Tim Cruel is uh is as is silly on paper, but you see what you see what a week can do. Yeah. All three bonus points. That's really good. That first penalty save, that's the one VAR call this weekend that I would say shouldn't have happened. The Daniel James Ben Godfrey play where Daniel James There's no doubt. Daniel James leans into him. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a I again agree with you, Scott. Well, so far so good, Dave. So far so good. Uh, let's finish out the dream team. There are two Newcastle defenders on this dream team: Jamal Lascelles and Federico Fernandez. Weird. Ten and eight. Weird. <laughs> Federico. One one is the result in Newcastle Wolves. Freaking weird. Yeah, Federico Fernandez. Uh, hey, look! Don't just gloss over Lascelles, Dave. We've talked. We said his name no, not too long ago on here. I I don't think it's a terrible idea. Listen. If if I would have been paying a little bit more attention instead of throwing Char's name out there, I would have just named Lascelles as I was going to grab a Newcastle defender, and then I my and that's why Federico my Fr- sports guessing team would even be better. That's why Federico was even out there in the first place. Right. Char was not available here. In this well, match. and their Manchester City matchup in game week fourteen is the only one between now and the end of the calendar year that 
yeah. that you hate. For Admit that. it. It's not that bad. I mean, let's be clear. This is already relegated Newcastle we're talking it about. It might not be, Scott. I'm not w- willing to bet that, but it might. Look, when you got Southampton, Watford, and Norwich in there, oh, listen, like uh, like one of my... Watford's on the ascendancy, Dave. Listen, I've heard this yeah, saying before. that's true. Listen, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the slowest You just got to outrun your buddy yeah, next to you, yeah, okay? Yeah. So I'm just saying... Already relegated Newcastle. However, Jamal LaSalle's... We'll give you some occasional offense, and you like that uh, from a defender. It's not horrible, especially a four point four defender. There yeah. you go. That's what I mean. If you have the money to upgrade, even if you just Martin played him Kelly, every home game, Martin Kelly it, to Jamal Lasells. Okay. Why in the world wouldn't you? <laughs> the negative four. I I would I would rather take a hey, aluminum bat to the knee. I think than Newcastle at, Kelly at this. Newcastle at home defense is not a bad start. You have been heard on that point. That rounds out the uh, Game Week 10 Dream Team. Uh, we've also discussed some of the additional players that uh, we needed to. Let's talk about a couple of plays. No, let's do this. I want to give out my honorary fantasy meaningless half point. Oh, yeah. You have to do it according to this match. Yes. But- yeah, since we've just discussed Newcastle, Wolves, 1-1 finish, I want to give out my fantasy half point to the ball boy who became an instant social media sensation. What happened? I don't know about this. Miguel Almoron made a a, a run toward goal, ended up kicking it into the side netting. He was a little dejected. He was leaning, spent a few seconds leaning against the advertising boards, kind of just, you know, dejected about missing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long year for Miguel Almoron anyway. Right off to, I guess, Almoron's left, right in the center of the camera that happened to catch this, this interaction, the ball boy... Who was there? Just applauded Elmron, gave him a big thumbs up, and was really cheering him on. It was, it was a, it doesn't sound like much, but if you watched it, I happened to catch. So, so I'm gonna confess. You actually watched this game? Well, I recorded it. I'm kidding. And while I was watching Liverpool Tottenham on my TV, I had this one on silent on my phone. Okay. And so I was trying to keep up with what was going on. So I was catching up on the early match on my phone, well muted, done. Well while done. I was watching the, you know, the match I actually wanted to watch live. Sure. And, uh, and I happened to look down at my phone at that scene, at that moment. Elmeron leaning against the boards, the ball boy, thumbs up to Elmeron. And I was like, I got to know who this guy is, he, this, this little boy is. Uh, thankfully, I couldn't find his name. We, I don't need to know. He's a minor. Like, sure. I probably wouldn't say at it even if I did. At this point now, it becomes weird. Yes. However, it was such a cool moment. I wish nothing but the greatest of, of happiness and joy in that that's, young boy's life. Cool. Because yeah. he spread it to so many others today. Yeah. That's good. Including we, Miguel Alvarez. We love to see that. Fantasy app point to you, ball boy. All right, Dave. Arsenal 2. Crystal Palace 2. I am yeah. literally bracing myself right now. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about a couple of referee decisions, video assistant referee decisions. Uh, but first, why don't you go ahead and give us your Arsenal moment? I don't even know where to start. How about that's, Granite Xhaka? That's not a good start. Can I can I spoon feed you Granite Xhaka? Sure. It might work better this way. Do, do we need to set this up? Xhaka subbed off, ends up making gestures to the crowd, so, ear cupping because they're booing him as he's walking off, rips Xhaka, off the shirt Xhaka. before he gets to the tunnel. This is your brand new captain, Dave. Should I stop now? No. You covered everything I was going through. I'm not sure I need to cover anything. You missed the part where uh, I think the crowd got incited whenever he tossed the armband. Well, hold on. 
I'm going to describe Oh, so you are going to talk that. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So, number one is this. And, and I heard some different uh, reactions from fans. Thank you, Arsenal Fan TV. After the game, these guys who are who are at every game. One of them had an interesting point that I, I haven't thought of before. And he was, he was like, look, this is not going to be popular. But all the fans who booed him walking off should, should not. Like, you should be checked. What are you doing? He goes, it doesn't, I'm not going to justify any of his reaction, but as a fan, you shouldn't be booing your captain when he's walking off the field. Period, ever? He said, especially because he didn't have a bad game. Now, <clears throat> I've had to go back and watch the highlights. I couldn't watch it sure. today, uh, which was unfortunate, but I have watched the extended highlights and I've tried to catch up on other things. Sure. So, but what happened was he's getting subbed off tactically to get more offense into the game. He is sort of the, I guess, defensive holding midfielder. Okay, so th- this is not a, this is not a mind blowing tactical move in the soccer world. It's unfortunate that that guy might be your captain, but in that process, he's coming off. So when his number comes up in the board, he is slowly walking to the side. Remember, they're playing at Arsenal, right? So he's slowly walking over there. Well, his slowness, as Arsenal needs more minutes in the game to score, they want to. They, this is their game to win, okay? And so they're playing at home. It's 2-2. He should, Xhaka should be sprinting off the field as to save as much time possible for Arsenal to try to win the match. Aren't there still like 30 minutes left though? Yes, but that's the point. You, 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 you hustle, Scott. Okay. You save your team. It's not even, it doesn't matter. He, there's no time-wasting strategy with this. You're absolutely right. It's the opposite. It's exactly. Time-saving. He is he is time-wasting walking off the field. Sure. As the fans see this, a few boos start ringing out. So then he gets near Aubameyang, and, and he takes off. He starts hearing some boos, and he kind of, well, as he starts hearing some boos, he starts raising his hands both arms to the side as to the crowd, like, do it louder. Yeah. So then the crowd does do it louder. Yeah. So then he gets near Aubameyang. He takes off his armband, throws it at him. Aubameyang has to bend down and pick it up off the ground. So then what I noticed in the highlights is right after this, Aubameyang, you see in the background of Xhaka, yeah. the camera's on him, and you see Aubameyang looking back at Xhaka. And this look on his face of... Because he sees now, then Jaka lift his hand up to his ear, right? And and Aubameyang kind of turns and kind of shakes his head, like, "Are you kidding me?" And then, as he's walking off the pitch, he gets near the touchline and he says to the crowd, "F off." And I'm I not couldn't gonna... tell if he said that it more crowd word or it, like because he kind of blew off Emery. He did. Half, I don't like, think he said it. Reaction, to em- but it felt like he was almost saying it to Emery. So he may have been very well just saying it to everyone that could possibly see him or hear him. So what I noticed then after this was that as he was almost there, the, the guys there that I saw interviewed on Arsenal Fan TV telling me about this because I needed to know about it. They said he said "f off" to the crowd twice. I remember only seeing it truly once. Anyway, so then he's, he's coming out the field. He yells F off to the crowd, brushes off Emery as he's walking off the pitch, takes his jersey off, yes, and then walks down the tunnel. Doesn't walk to the bench to sit down, walks down the tunnel as if I'm done. Like, I don't know how that guy steps back on the pitch. The, the, the fans will never forgive this. 
unless he comes back out and has a true apology no, publicly he's score a goal, and says right? a video. He's got to score a game-winning goal. No. That's all he's got to do. Yeah, no. if he scores if he scores one of those rockets like he does I'm from like just you inside right now. midfield. Dave, Dave, I wish you were right, but he's I'm, got to do score a game. We're f- fans are the most forgiving people in the world. Arsenal will be a better team. No, they're they're a frustrated group right now because they should have won today. They should be, I mean they they have a defense that continues to underperform. They, they they let in weird goals. Like a weird goal got let in today. And then they got they got twice in VAR today. Scott, and I know you'll disagree. I will. That's fine. I did my best as I was looking into this because I'd heard rumors of it that there were some calls that went, didn't go their way. I went into it with an absolute open mind. And when I saw them, and I know you're like, oh, oh sure, Dave. You're, you're Arsenal how, fan. How could you do that? Arsenal totally fan is watching. Yeah. yeah, I get it. That's fine. You can have that opinion. I'm just telling you, I truly went into it. The first one, if if Callum Chambers touches Zaha, then it's then it's a foul. I'm my only point was this. This is a, a, f- a foul in the box, and I couldn't see in the replay. The original call was Atkinson whistled. Zaha for a flop and gave him a yellow card. Right. VAR overturned that and gave Crystal Palace a penalty. Now, I if if Chambers touched him, then that's fine. I am okay with that. I personally couldn't find a TV angle that showed me that he actually touched him. So again, if it's so it's that close, the margin of error is that small that you, you couldn't really tell, and Atkinson thought he flopped. So I'll at least say this: if he touched him. Then fine, I'm okay with that foul. I just couldn't see a TV angle that, that got it. Sure. The second one was in my mind beyond egregious. As and I can't even know <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Chambers is in a muck with three other Crystal Palace players sure. in the box. Yes. And somehow, even though Chambers has three or four arms on him and is getting pushed over and kicked in his own ankles, somehow they whistle him for the foul. And it's mind-blowing to me. And I know that there might be some other opinions to it. Other people can look at it. That's fine. But I can tell you this. I just felt like Arsenal was on the raw end, to me, of VAR decisions today. That that made a big difference in points because they literally took a goal off. The second one, Socrates scores a goal. Yes. And all of a sudden, as they're about to kick off, someone rings in Mark Atkinson's ear, and they decided that, Chambers, who was involved with the play, fouled a Palace player in the in the Palace box, and they negated. They went back and did a free kick right there and negated the Socrates goal. So it just they literally took points away from him in something that was not clear and obvious. We can only hope that Martin Atkinson only gets the Brighton Norwich type matches that are available in game week eleven for the rest of the season. I mean, he's, look, he's off the pace. I know you might disagree, but with everything I described, that's at least reasonable. Well, I tried to have the same approach last week with Liverpool United. Right. When United's goal I came. felt like both of them should have been whistled. I mean, Origi, I think, was fouled, and that led to, because that wasn't called, United had a counter that led to a goal. It was a beautiful oh, goal. Oh, okay, yeah, right. But I think Origi was fouled, and that should have been overturned. But VAR standard in game week nine was such <laughs> that it wasn't overturned. In game week ten, I dare say it might have been. Yeah, you might Bad be right. timing for Liverpool. They would have had that Premier League wins record if that hadn't been the case. Mm, but Martin Atkinson was the referee behind that match. He was the referee in this match. The guy's just off the pace, unfortunately. 
he needs to start I, moving that's, down. That's interesting. I didn't pick up on that. In terms of which matches he's getting. Wow. I will say, though, however, I think that even though I don't recognize the name of the VAR in this match, I've been a little more detached this year with referees than in years past, but he's a, this is a new name to me. I think he... I think there's a reason why he overturned both plays. Can I just provide a little bit of an alternative perspective, and then oh, we can we can go I from mean, there? Look, this is what we do. So, I mean, Chambers' leg was way out there for Zaha. Honestly, it would have been egregious if Zaha hadn't somehow found a way to run into Chambers' leg to get the penalty. Whether there was contact or not, you know, like you said, yeah, you know, the camera angles will show us. But the VAR, you know, made the call. And, uh, and I think rightfully so, Zaha got that first call to go his way. The second one is a little interesting. It's interesting. And maybe maybe if it doesn't lead to a goal, nothing happens here. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. penalties are called or whatever. But because it resulted in a goal, VAR had a very difficult decision to make. And it shouldn't have to be that way, but I think that's what ended up happening here. But what I saw looking at it from a front angle and a back angle is that as Chambers is getting kicked by, I think it's Kuyate, he is tripping Milivojevic. And Milivojevic, when Chambers, Chambers, when Chambers was tripping him, Milivojevic was about to clear the ball. And because he wasn't able to clear the ball, it, it made it possible for Socrates to score the goal. Or whoever it was. Was it Socrates? Yeah, Socrates scored the goal. And I think because of that, a foul was called on Chambers that led, you know, because it all resulted in that goal, and I think that's what made that call overturned. Uh, you know, it's it's just really what's really interesting is sometimes, sometimes you can read into player reactions a little bit, a little bit. Like you're always going to have players on opposing sides both say went off the other team when sure. the ball goes out of play. You know, you're going to have people, you know. Everton on the Michael Keane play that resulted in a penalty. I mean, th the fact that they were arguing so vociferously after VAR reviewed it and awarded a penalty was just frustrating to uh, me. I do agree with that. But in this case, I thought it was fascinating. Crystal Palace, multiple Crystal Palace defenders were screaming at Martin Atkinson to make a call Palace's way. And then the goal goes in and they continue to scream even more. I mean, they were convinced that a foul had been committed by Arsenal, by Callum Chambers. It was fascinating. Now, that doesn't mean that they deserved the call. That's not the basis of my argument here. The basis of my argument is Chambers prevented Milivojevic through a trip from clearing the ball, which led to the goal being scored. Now, I would have been probably happier if a no call was there, but the fact that it led to a goal, unfortunately, they had to make a decision there. And if there was a foul that led to a goal, they, they couldn't award the goal. It wasn't clear and obvious, and it has to be that to overturn it. Anyways. For what it's worth, um, I'll, I know you well, You can weigh this however you want to and all of it. Mark Klattenberg says that Zaha dived. Huh. That's, that's Klatt's take. Really? I didn't know that. Um, he has an article in the Daily Mail that he himself wrote. Like I said, if but if there was if he touched him, I know I'm, that's I'm I know okay that's I know that's the previous I know that's the previous the one. first the first incident. But yeah. this this the second one. What's hard about it, and what has to be hard about it for you, Dave, as an Arsenal fan, is that Arsenal looked terrible when they were after they were destroying. You know, it's two nil. It's two nil early. Two nil very early. And 
they just kind of, I don't know, they didn't shut off. They still had chances well, after this. The first goal, the first Palace goal, and we don't need to dwell on this game. We've right, but, I'm sorry, but, but, I, but no, I, I, in watching the highlights, again, they have a lack of urgency, and, and, and I'm telling you, the fans who go to the games are seeing this more so, that they are screaming that uh, Emery needs to go. Well, it's it's and, I feel and, like that, and it's a coach. They are literally now, and these are people that I've heard defend him. Say, hey, we need to be patient, give him time. But what's been consistent this year is a lack of urgency from so many of the players, especially whether you're you're in a winning sometimes and or a losing position. <clears throat> and and it happened again today. I feel like it's really similar to the Everton match. I mean, soft or not, Everton was cruising at two one. I mean they. And and even if they, even if they felt like they were robbed on Richarlison not getting a call, right? They were they were ahead. They scored the go ahead goal, and were the clear dominant side. When and it felt so over when they finally went up two one. Yeah. And so I think when Calvert Lewin scored against Brighton, if you had said they're going to lose this match three two, everyone you would have laughed your head off. It's similar when I saw it was two nil Arsenal at home. I just thought they're gonna win this game five nil. Yeah, like they're just gonna roll here, and they didn't. Yeah, Xhaka, if it was if he's like the sacrifice for the IU goal, I just felt like that was if that's the tactic or whatever. He's like a you know he's like the sacrificial lamb in that in that moment. It just seemed like that was a, it was just a a complete defensive blunder it looked like lino didn't do his job it looked like louise kind of let him go goal. so uh, jaga didn't close close uh, down macarthur f- hard enough i'll tell it, you what happened it just seemed like there, everything there were, was wrong technically about it. where iu was tyranny was was covering that back position yeah and what happened was there was a there was a trailing palace player who was higher up in the box around the penalty spot Tyranny had to drift over and go to him. Louise thought Tyranny was behind him, knew IU was there, didn't think he had to worry about him until it was too late. And that just becomes a communication thing, right? And that's Tyranny saying, hey, I'm not there or something. Right. But but Louise thought Tyranny was there and he wasn't. And but Tyranny was covering someone else in the box. So but it's a defensive blunder. That's the crap that's been going on all year. And yeah. IU gets an easy goal. Fantasy-wise, for me, he subs in for Mares. I'm loving it. I get all eight of his points. There you go. Well, for the other players, though, Dave, for other fantasy advice here, so you are out of Aubameyang, yes? Well, so remember, any so you're, decision- And we're saying now there's something, you know, we're agreeing. I agree. I, I, I owned Kane going there, into this, okay. uh, going into two, two weeks ago, but he was an immediate out for me, Aguero out. I, I was going to say, my first thought after I saw this was, it only took one match for Lacazette being back for me to say, I'd way rather own Lacazette. Okay. Already. Right. Lacazette had, game. Had, had multiple chances. Now, yeah. the main reason why, well, first of all, one of my stipulations is don't own an Arsenal player, but I've, I've broken that slightly, <laughs> right, but right. I try not to, so then it doesn't really affect my day. Secondly, secondly, I am into strikers and or fantasy players who are on teams that with with green up arrows that are going that have good mojo in the clubhouse. Yeah, I like good clubhouse fantasy players. And Lester right now, oh man, 
everything is great in their clubhouse. Chelsea, everything's great in their clubhouse. And so City and City and Liverpool, they, they don't matter. I mean, everything's great in Liverpool clubhouse too, and, and City's okay probably, right? But I'm just saying anything else right now, like Arsenal already has some Ozil drama, and now there's Xhaka drama. That get out of the the Arsenal fantasy business for a while. Wait, wait till after Christmas till things are sorted. Isn't it crazy of all the things that they could, the clubs they could play next? They get Wolves and Leicester in their next two. That's like the worst possible two. I don't know what kind of prediction you could possibly put <laughs> on less on, on Arsenal at home to Wolves next week. Yeah, what a coin toss. Yeah. And or selection, and a lot of people might give Emery heat for subbing Serjaka out. Again, we don't need to talk about this game anymore. But All right. I'm just saying, I would get out of the fan- fantasy wise. I'd get out of the Arsenal business till after Christmas. And here's the silver lining, though, Dave, that we can end on with this: Arsenal sits fifth in the table, which is shocking to me. Hmm. All right, gentlemen, let's look ahead to game week eleven. Dave, you've already made some. You've already made three transfers for game I week did. eleven. Can I you did. describe those in detail to us, yep. please? I turned Aguero, Mares, and McGinn into Vardy, Tielemans, and Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, and I think that's that's a good decision. At least I'd like to think so. We'll find out. It's definitely a good money decision, and yeah, I mean, definitely All those com- players comparatively, yeah, were going up last night. In fact, Vardy and and three of them or two of them are scheduled to go up again tomorrow. One of them being Vardy. So if if you don't own Vardy. As of yesterday, he's already more expensive to you as a 9.2. And very possibly by the end of tomorrow, if you don't own him, and then if you're thinking about owning him, he's going to be a 9.3. I got him at a 9.1. And in the two weeks before that, I could have got him for an 8.9. Love that. Brian, what are you thinking about? Uh, well, I've also already made my moves. I went, I went where I was uh, trying to get to um, last week, uh, and it was to get – I wanted to get Dina – uh, I wanted to give Dina his last shot uh, against Brighton. I felt like it was similar for me with Kane. Kane playing Watford, given the way Watford has played this season, I thought this is it. If Kane can't do it against Watford, he's not. This isn't happening. Right. And so when that when it didn't happen, I was happy to get rid of him. Uh, this Dina performance, it's it's sad because like we've said a lot with players, his underlying stats have been very good. Like he created the most chances of anyone in the Brighton Everton match, so and he's a a, a Webster touch uh, away from getting at least an assist. Yeah, I mean, that's getting, better than nothing. Getting two points in the match, right? And so, so either way, a minus one is enough, and they, you know, their schedule upcoming is not uh, is not the greatest. So, uh, I like I said, I went from Dina to Chilwell, which allowed with the money I had left over, it let me go from Mara's back to. Bruna. Okay. So, so two moves. Yeah. So my moves are done already. Um, there's a bunch of guys like, you know, uh, we we keep talking about Marcus Alonso. That was a, that was a decision buying Mendy. Now that Zinchenko's out. Cause right now, if you have, if you have Dina, you can do that. And I think you gain a 10th. If, unless Mendy has gone up, you could sell Dina and get Benjamin Mendy and earn yourself 0.1. To me, there's a lot like Enda Stevens got an assist this week. I was gonna bring at, him up I lo- again. I mean that. Look at look at the top defender goal. The defender points. Enda Stevens is on the list. I think that's such a. I I love that move. I, I mean I feel like that's such a you know kind of off the beaten path. I mean that's a real differential pick and and but he continues to be extremely good. So 
I feel like you have a lot of options. I, like I, I'm, I'm saying that as like, as a Dina owner who was like, this was it. I was really giving him a shot. Ryan. And he and he's only point two. Like you know, we, Alonso gets in here. He lucks into a clean sheet. He gets subbed off at sixty three minutes or whatever it was. But Emerson wasn't even on the bench here for Ryan, Chelsea. Answer this for me real quick, Scott. I want your opinion too. Even though you say you're you're not in the opinion business right now, Mendy's a five point nine last two weeks, six and a six. Yeah, Cancelo last two weeks, nine and a six. He's at a five point three. Who would you rather own? I'd rather Mendy. I. Say Mendy with less hesitation than Brian. Okay, I'm only saying that because I think Stones and Oda Mendy are are preferred for center backs, and they have Kyle Walker's on the bench. I I mean they have so many, they don't have to worry about Champions League this week. So it's League Cup against Southampton. You get Southampton back to back, so you get two two back to back matches against Southampton. Whatever lineup they throw out on Tuesday means nothing this week. You know what I mean? And they're and all they're looking at is two is. Three weeks from now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the match that they care about. Do we the think- title race is over? It was over two weeks ago <laughs> when Liverpool was eight points clear. So this is all this is all it's it's neither it's here ancillary. neither here nor there in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> How many other cliches can I attach to this? Uh, no, but I I just think Zinchenko is out out. He had knee surgery. He is out for for two months. Long time out. So Mendy is a, this is like, they are probably putting him into like a glass case on display at the end of every day. Like you're not allowed to do anything to harm yourself until Zinchenko is healthy again. They need him. Okay. I could go with a negative 12 or just save my free transfer. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. All right. On one hand, there's a lot of a lot of moves that I I feel like I want to make, but on the other hand, if I feel like if I make them, the guys that I currently have are going to score some points finally. Did you keep Yarm- it? Did you keep? Did you keep Yarmolenko? I did. Uh, see, that's another guy. Three bonus points. Got yeah. the assist against Sheffield. Yeah. Like Yarmolenko it has quickly become the most important hammer, and he plays home against newcastle this upcoming game week he's staying in my lineup right yeah i, I like that i like that choice it's like he was the, my highest point score was, in my lineup it's like week. the unsexiest pick of all the only man no, that's i should true. have captained yarmolenko yeah, that's that's the title of this pod easily dave i should have captained yarmolenko no here's the interesting thing player wise which is the most important thing i've been saying i don't dislike my existing lineup that was terrible this past game week. Scott, yeah. I'm looking at your lineup right now. You just got to you just got to pick your head up and know that that team will do better next week. You you have good players. I do you still players. have Salah? Yes, do. he does. He's got Salah. He's is got his Abra- triangle or, is his triangle orange or yellow? It's yellow. It's yellow. Okay. Cuz I it Klopp seems has like, said it's not right. a big deal. Seems like it's not a serious injury. The thing that's worrying is that it's the same nagging ankle injury yeah. as a couple of weeks ago. Look, Scott, you got Firmino, Aguero, Abraham across the top, Mount, Salah, Yarmolenko, Cantwell. Maybe you could do better in that position. You know, uh, you know? Todd Cantwell, that's that's a good one. Uh, Onel Hernandez scored the Sheffield goal. Right. Cantwell only made it to halftime. Todd Cantwell was the one we said weeks and weeks ago. Everyone had said that he, Cantwell beat Hernandez to that spot. With Norwich's injuries... Uh, I think this was probably as much preservation for Todd Cantwell as it was Onel Hernandez. Like they need to shake things up. 
Hmm. His so, matchup is at Brighton this coming game week. I don't dislike that. Right. I'm just saying Onel Hernandez was is back here as a in contention for that same spot. Maybe they get in there together. I'm just saying, like it's not Scott, it's not as it's not as cut and dry as it was before where Cantwell had no competition. Scott, if you want to make a move, do something with Kelly or Hayden on your bench. Work, is, work on is, your bench. This because is the you, week to your, make a your starters, you're you're fine. You're fine. Just, Thank you, Dave. Just keep, Dave, your, keep your head up right there. Do you know something? What? You kept me in FPL one more week. There we go. Good, oh, good. Good Listen, job, Dave. Thanks, Listen, man. You, you are, I like your team. Just don't love your bench. Yeah. This is the week to use a transfer on my bench. And I I've agree. got money in the bank. I can upgrade. Then do it well. All I'm right. just really surprised that Martin Kelly didn't, uh, <laughs> all right. didn't get in there this week. On that note. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. Maybe this will be the week Brian brings us the actual published version of one big stat. Brian? Yeah, it's going to be the VAR edition. Yeah. No, absolutely not. (laughs) It will absolutely not be that if it's there. Uh, Patreon.com slash FSFC. Support us, if you would, please. We, We enjoy doing this, and we would love your support. Wrapping up. Our fantasy soccer FC league uh, top end three. This already? This has been Che torture. Long Ings. This has to be mentioned. Dude had a ninety-three this week. Awesome. Ninety-three this week. AC Marchinko in number in second place. Pookie man has dropped to third. That's does tough. he still have Pookie? That's tough because he had a sixty-two, and yes, he got all two of Pookie's points. That is uh, fascinating to me. Real quick, I would just want to look. 93 is worth mentioning. Uh, he captained Sterling, but also had Vardy Abraham started Connolly, got the assist and or both assists. Yeah, Connolly absolutely. Had two. Madison Mount Sala, Pereira, Robertson, Alonzo, Ryan. Well done to you, Che Long Ings. He's in five leagues. He's first in all. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, look, you look at that squad, man. A lot of those guys have got got some run on this on this podcast. Last thing, Brian, who are you captaining this week? It's gonna be hard not to cap. You're, I just say like not a not city captain. No, because as of right now, them playing at home against Southampton is a yes. shoe in. Whoever city player you have is probably gonna end up being. I don't. Hit, I mean, I my, I, this, my decision this, at, will be at, Sterling or De Bruyne. Uh, and I am I am also. Uh, Leaning towards Sadio Mane at Aston Villa. Sure. Uh, Aston Villa has con- given up the most shots uh, of any club in the Premier League. And uh, I think they can be, I mean, they'll be tougher at home. They should. They were tough against City for a half, but um, it's going to be, that, I think that's also a solid choice. I'm right there with you, Scott. Uh, sports guessing. Yarmolenko. <laughs> hey brian well done uh, no not brian dave and I, I you know we teased it earlier i have a feeling our listeners are going to want to know what is your sports guessing lineup for game week 11 okay all right are you guys ready for this sports guessing this week's edition of sports guessing what? Yeah. hey in the in defense Listen, if you're not starting Baldock this week, you are out of your mind. Baldock, Doherty. This is a week Doherty's going to crush uh, for good you. Call. All right. And listen, Wilhelm's in Newcastle is going to be Jetro. Jetro. Je- Jetro's going to have a Willems. comeback. There's no. Age. And listen, 
don't think that Soyuncu is not going to get back on the score sheet again. <laughs> if you're not grabbing those guys, you are completely out of your mind. Jetro. Uh, who else did you say? Baldock. Uh, uh, Baldock. George Baldock. And who else? Matt Doherty. And Matt Doherty. That's a good lineup. Hey, listen. Eric Lamella this week. Yep, he's got to get back in the side. It's going to be done. El Ghazi. Listen, don't think that just because Liverpool's coming in town, they're not going to give up a, a goal. El Ghazi will get it. El Ghazi benched against Manchester City, but that had to be tactical. Douglas Luiz was in there, and that's just for defensive midfield purposes. They went at it, but El Ghazi got a good rest. He's coming back. You're right. I like the choice. The Silva this week is Bilva, not <laughs> Dilva. Go with Bilva this week. Okay. And obviously, to, to round up, Brian, we're going to go to second page just for yucks. Uh, listen, Ryan Frazier is actually yeah. going to start a game. Hey, He's actually going to start a game, and he's actually going to score. Hey, he's had 90 minutes back-to-back. He's the guy that could play himself into your side for sure. Scott, we did not do this this week. We're going to do it. We did not do this last week. We're going to do it this week just for yucks. We're going to go through two forwards yeah. in there. Yeah. Are you with me? Uh-huh. De La Feu. That is a good choice. De La Feu <laughs> and he's De- been he's been knocking on the door. He's gonna get it this week. De La Feu and Stop encouraging this. And Aubameyang. Go with Aubameyang after I Ooh. said don't get in the Arsenal business. All right, hold Aubameyang on. and De La Feu. Two very week. important questions. Who's your keeper? Is it is it cruel? Uh, my goalkeeper. Oh gosh, uh, goalkeeper. Hey, you remember that? Sports guessing goalkeeper Tom Heaton. <laughs> okay. okay, and who are you captaining, Dave? Captain Bilva. We're gonna stick in the. We're gonna stick in the Ilvas. Keep we'll, it in the Silva we'll family. Go with, we'll go with, Dil, with Bilva. Uh, if that team beats my team, <laughs> I will laugh my head off. Especially when I went with Heaton. Aren't they playing like Liverpool or something? Yeah, uh, that, that's yes, insane. they are. That's yes, so that is a hundred percent true. But they get them at home, so it could be a better. Could be a better result. <laughs> Heaton's going to beat... Uh, you didn't even know. That's oh, why it's sports guessing. Amazing. Heaton's going to beat Tim Krull's record. He's going to save just... three penalties this week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, listen. For more nonsense, check us out in all our in all our locations. We're on the socials. Find us on the socials. For the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>